Well, life on the farm I kind of laid back Ain't much an old country boy of me can't hack Early to rise, early in the sack I thank God I'm a country boy And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor Yes, yes, it is our weekly segment. We talked to Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida, about what life is like on a farm for a whole year because the farm is based on a year. And, I mean, I've learned so much from him throughout this time. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Thank you. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Oh, man, doing so good. You know, I was telling my dad uh, about this segment. He's like, oh, man, that's so important. That's so good that you're doing that. And I do. I hear from people all the time how much they appreciate you sharing life and appreciate what you do (laughs) that they did not understand before. So we are still in the process of picking cotton, right? We are. uh, Things are going pretty good with that. We're uh, We're about a quarter of the way done now, so... You know, we've we've gotten going, we've gotten on a roll pretty good. We did have a a couple of breakdowns this past week. You know, we had some rain earlier in the week. We had some rain Saturday, so you know that that knocked out a few days of picking there. So we didn't really get as much done this week as we have been getting done. But all in all, pretty pretty pleased with the progress we're making with that. Does the um you have to wait for it to dry? I assume before you can pick it. Is that or, or can it be a little bit? I mean, can it be like dew moist? Can it be a little bit wet? What what's the condition? No, it it needs to be dry for for multiple reasons. Um, you know, we put we put the cotton in these in a module of some sort, whether it's the conventional big rectangular shaped modules like people see sitting beside the roadways. You know in a cotton field this time of year or the ones that look like giant hay bales. Either way, those are those are compacted very tight. And if you put them up wet, if you if you make those wet, you know, it can cause all kind of problems from spontaneous combustion to um, problems in the ginning process and poor grades and poor quality and things like that. So the lint itself has to be very dry. You, you, so wait. To work properly. You said that if it's wet, it's got a combustion risk that's worse. Yes, just like putting up wet hay or something. If you if you have a lot of moisture in whatever you're compacting, compressing, um, it, it'll go through a heat and it can actually start burning. I mean, it can. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but I'm just telling you, it can get hot and start just start smoking. Okay, I mean, so. Uh, that's in my brain you tell me if i'm wrong because my first thought is i would think the moisture would be a preventative but because the water will heat up inside like i'm thinking like a mulch pile the way it works where the heat accumulates and it can because of the moisture is that right that's that's right it's the same thing that's so counterintuitive okay well i'm I'm glad you mentioned it Wow. I know it. Your mind is falling in it. Mine is, too. I've never figured that one out, but it, <laughs> it'll do it. So it has, it has to be dry for that. For for that, That's one of the reasons. And then the seed. I know a lot of your listeners might not think about this, but the, the pretty white, fluffy cotton that we see when it's in the field, inside of that pretty white, fluffy cotton, there's a whole lot of little hard seeds. Um, and that's what the lint actually grows off of is a seed. So, so we have to take take the cot the raw cotton, the seed cotton, to the gin, 
And then, of course, the gin removes the lint from the seed. It separates the lint and seeds, and the lint's what we all use, you know, to make our clothes and stuff like that. But uh, those seeds have to be very dry. Like, you, you bite into them and they crack. If they bite into them and they crack, every time you bite into one of the seeds, you're good to go because the seed has to be hard for the gin to be able to remove the lint from the seed. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of mush. So, so it, is that how you test the cotton to make sure that it's ready is by chewing on it to make sure the seed is hard? Yes, that's how <laughs> I do it. <laughs> I do it all. I do it. I do it to start the day and I do it to end the day. Oh my god! I, I just, this is why I love talking to you because I mean I would have never thought that except that you mentioned it. That's fascinating. You know, I I have seen now two different times. I have seen your uh, cotton harvesting device and. I know a lot of people have never seen one, and it is an amazing piece of technology. Can you maybe just talk for a second about the cost, the size, and kind of some of the elements of that machine that people might have never th- never thought of before? Oh, my goodness. Well, now, now you're getting into my fun farming fact of the day, so maybe we'll just go ahead and knock that out. Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, my fun farming fact of the day was, you know, well, let me back up. One of the reasons I wanted us to do this series is it bothered me, not that people ask questions, but it bothered me that, that we as farmers haven't told our story enough for people to understand. I mean, I think if you live in Santa Rosa County where so much agriculture takes place, even if you live down toward the south end of the county, we're not that far away. You know, you could ride your bicycle literally to a cotton field if you wanted to. But it bothered me that we hadn't done a good enough job telling our story that every year I would get asked, hey, how are your peanut trees doing? Or can I see your peanut trees? You know, thinking that they grew on trees. And I understand if you don't know, you don't know. I mean, right. it's not your thing. I right. get it. But then uh, the second question that I get, I will get asked a few times a year is, do you still pick cotton by hand? Do y'all pick cotton by hand? I'm like, dude, a satellite from outer space drives my cotton picker. Do you think I pick my cotton by hand? <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that, they don't understand the technology that, that's right. there. So used to, when you picked it by hand, and that's the only way there was to pick it, a person could pick about 300 pounds of cotton a day, give or take. And, you know, they they drug this big, long sack. They'd pick it, they'd shove it in the sack, and they'd go weigh it and dump it on a trailer. And then the trailer would go to the gym and so forth. Well, now with our mechanized picker, the current one that we have now, which mine is not this new, but if I were to go buy a brand new one today, they cost a little over a million dollars. And all it can do is pick cotton. It's not like a tractor that can be hooked to all different types of implements. A cotton picker, all it can do is pick cotton. So for, for about 30 or 40 days out of the year, it gets used and then it's put in the barn for the rest of the year. So a very expensive piece of equipment to have. But that guy that used to could pick 300 pounds a day by hand, you know, these pickers that we have now can pick well over 350,000 pounds a day. 350,000 so pounds a day? So a, uh, but a, like about a 1 point, well, uh, like a 1,200 times increase over the previous one. And and that's being pretty conservative on the 350,000 pounds a day. I mean, if you had a long day and you were in good cotton, you could you could blow that number out of the water. 
Wow. That was just a very conservative figure. And and it's like I just I still love the mechanism of it. It's it's in the front end. It's little looks like uh, clippers like you get your haircut with, and with the little guard on there. And then there's vertically spinning bars that spin the cotton in, and then there's horizontally spinning bars that have teeth on them that grab the cotton. It's spinning so fast you, you can't stand in front of this thing. <laughs> this is not a good place to stand. But it's an amazing That's piece. Right. Of- I, Go ahead. I'm impressed with how you just described that. That was very. I'm. I, I did a good job. You did. That's perfect. You did great. <laughs> right. You did a I'm very good away, job actually, teaching me. I'm that's right. <laughs> hey, that's it. I mean, there's a lot going on, and and like you say, it's moving so fast that you can't see it move. It looks like it's sitting still, but it's literally moving that fast. And this, and and we pick. Um, my picker goes 5.0 miles an hour, and a farmer is the only person in the world that can tell you a tenth of a mile an hour difference, and they, <laughs> and they know what's happening. But everything they do is so slow that you can tell. And the newer ones pick even faster than that. So that and picking 18 feet wide at a time, six rows at a time. And, and two, the way that the picker is designed now, we never stop. You know, basically, um, the new pickers now, we call them roller pickers, it's a cotton picker like we used to have, but used to we'd have to stop and dump at the end and all that. Now they have basically taken a hay baler and put on the back of a cotton picker and made it where we never, uh, you know, throughout the course of the day, we may only stop two or three times where it used to, where we're stopping every 15 minutes to dump. Um, so it's all, and two, we've gone from, you know, used to the process we would do with a mechanized picker, you know, a modern day picker, it would take about five people and about four different pieces of equipment in the field to do the harvest operations. And right now, you know, this these few acres, few hundred acres of cotton that I've already picked this year, I've done it 100 percent with just me sitting in the field by myself picking all day with with wow. no help. So, That's, and and and, uh, and in case and in case people missed you mentioning it. GPS drives your your cotton picker and uh, the satellite <laughs> tells you everything that you. I mean, it's it is amazing. We got time change coming up this weekend, Ryan, and I just didn't know whether that affects y'all or not in any way. Well, it's it's not the actual time change. I mean, we just get up an hour earlier, right, and and keep on keeping on. But like we've talked about on the show, everything we do is moisture dependent. So this cotton, you know. The whole reason we're having a time change is because the days are getting so much shorter. So it really does, in farming, you can really tell a difference with the, with the days getting shorter. So, you know, used to uh, September, October-ish, it was nothing to, to work at 12. You could have picked cotton for 12 hours easy. And now we're getting down to where, you know, our kind of from here till the end of the season – a good day of actual picking, of actual harvest, where the cotton's dry enough to do, will be about a six-hour day. Oh, so wow. Okay. It really does. It, between the shortness of the day and the sun angle, and like today, it was a little bit foggy in the morning. You know, we start to get into that time of year where we get a lot of fog. So we're really not able to actually start the harvesting process usually until around noon or so because the cotton's got to dry out enough for you to be able to well that makes sense and so the shortened days the weird sun angle that's less intense and you know that 
that exactly that and that makes perfect sense uh ryan thank you so much for uh, educating us every monday ryan jenkins he's the owner of jenkins farms up in uh, jay florida we'll talk to you next monday sir thanks for what you do i appreciate it